Please listen carefully. Hi, I'm Paul Fields. And I'm Dave Guzman. Welcome to Practical Bass, where each week we pick a topic of interest to you, the working bass player, and we sort of take it apart, we dissect it and look at it from the angles of our experience, and we actually ask you, the listeners, to come back to us with some feedback uh, that we can then have a conversation about these topics. And we can do that in a number of ways. You could email us at podcast at practicalbase.com. You can visit our website, practicalbase.com, and leave some feedback. Dave and I look at all the mail that comes in, and uh, we read everything. So uh, you know you can reach us directly that way. But another way to do it is to go to our Facebook page and or group and start a discussion there with other bassists who are part of the growing Practical Bass community. We really love hearing from you guys there, and uh, and we love having these conversations, and, and we hope that this will be more of a dialogue and a, a group dialogue, in fact. Um, so, yeah, we look forward to your, uh, to your topics of interest as well, and we can turn those into shows as we have done several times in the past as well. Um, our topic for today, Dave, what are we going to talk about? Today we're talking about pickups. Pickups. Yeah. Like pickup lines. Like That's right. Are you tired, Dave? You've been running through my mind all day. <laughs> that was that was sad. I'm sorry. Well, I've never I've yeah. never been picked up on a podcast. Yeah, there. Yeah, well, you weren't this time either. So it's, <laughs> your 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 uh, your record is zero for however many. I don't know. It's zero. Like, it's perfect. Yeah, it's a perfect record still, <laughs> unblemished. Um, yeah, but pickups. Uh, the thing we love about mm-hmm. our bases because that's the thing that gives them their, you know, characteristic sound. Do right. you have like a favorite pickup configuration? I do. I, I certainly lean toward the, you know, the precision pickup style, the split coil, but I, but, um, because I'm, you know, I like the flexibility of, you know, of being able to pull out different tones, yeah. different tonalities and different voicings. So I'm kind of stuck in this world of having the the PJ configuration. So I yeah. have, you know, control of that and I can, you know, blend within from one song to the next song without having to change a bass. Yeah, it's like a P plus almost or whatever. Exactly. Yeah, yeah the J is just sort of back there in the, you know, on the bridge. Yeah. But, yeah. you know, that's... You know, mainly because I'm using one bass and one bass yeah, for, primarily. Yeah, for folks who are, I guess, you know, there are probably people out there who aren't familiar with all those different configurations. And, you know, we're going to talk about all these mm-hmm. uh, coming up in, in the next few minutes here. Um, you know, I think for me, mm-hmm. uh, the precision is, you know, that the, the, the P pickup is like, it, it's the perfect, these are perfect bases for recordings. Right. I mean, they just have that. That's what the P stands for, right? Perfect. Yeah. It is the classic sound. I mean, <laughs> you know, a lot of people joke about that. They're like, you know, Leo Fender just you know, got it right. You know, right. Like everybody else has been copying stuff since. And, you know, and that mm-hmm. there is some truth to that. The P is awesome. But I got to say, I think I have one base that I think if it would probably have to be my desert island base. Right. Uh, which actually has, it's a, it's a Lakeland 
5502 and it's got a jazz pickup at the neck side and then at the bridge side it's like a music man like a um, a dual coil back there but it's active yeah and because of the way it's voiced you end up being able to do a really convincing p sound a really convincing jazz bass sound and a pretty decent music man sound too and i have all those bases so i've been able to compare them and it is pretty striking how close you can get wow and so you can cover a lot of bases with that so yeah you know, that that i guess i don't know that it's my favorite configuration but i think out of all the pickups mm-hmm. of bases that i have that one is the one that i think yeah i could get by with any kind of gig with that base and that i mean that's a pretty unique configuration you don't yeah see that yeah on a lot that's yeah yeah with cool. that position and voicing and whatnot so mm-hmm. yeah well so you know i think if we're going to talk pickups, right. right? I mean, the whole thing is to talk about how they work. Magic. Um, it's it magic. Is. It is. They're little elves <laughs> inside. And uh, yeah, and they kind of just run around and like they hear what you're playing and they just like, they yell down the line. They're like, G, G <laughs> on the fifth fret on the D string, G. And then it just like, they do it And really he's fast. just a little bit flat. Yeah. So just flatten it just a little just bit. Just a little bit for, for effect. Like, like an eighth of a note. <laughs> it um, is no really though when you think about like the beauty of pickups, like that technology that it yeah. is just taking the vibration from yep. a, from a metal string and somehow turning it into the beautiful sound that we yeah. get out of our amps. Yeah, it is. There is a magic to it. I mean, there is a when you when you learn about like what actually makes it happen. Yeah, it. That gives you a, a certain kind of appreciation, but at the other side, it's like being completely unaware of it. There is just a magic to how good pickups sound. Yeah, or it's like who cares? You know, when you hear that you know, the right. sound of a really good precision bass, and somebody puts a pick to it, and and right. it just like barks at you, and yeah. you're like, oh man. oh man, like you're not thinking about electricity or anything like that. You're thinking about just yeah that sound that just hits you in the face and the gut yes the right why, way. it's why we're bassists because we yeah. just we fiend for that the booty so take us so take us down the rabbit hole of the <laughs> of the why of the manual of how this works because you don't want to ask me because i already gave you my best answers magic it, it, and it's cool it's elves and, they, and they're awesome <laughs> magic elves but yeah so i mean you know in 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 truth, so the the pickup is a transducer, right? And so what that means is it basically takes one kind of energy and turns it into another kind of energy. Mm-hmm. Um, in this case, you've got you know a magnet, like a you know it's basically like a uh, you know a magnetically charged um, core of mm-hmm. sort or or base of some sort, um, base, and then wound around that is co- usually copper wire, mm-hmm. right. right? And so there, and that's wound around like thousands of times, like a thin filament that's sort of wound around the the coil thousands of times. And what happens is that generates a magnetic pattern around the coil. Yeah. And when your string vibrates, uh, your your string actually is you know made of material that also had like it reacts to magnetic fields. Right. And when it vibrates and disturbs that field it creates an electrical impulse. That's right. It's very, very faint, um, but it's enough, right? And then that electrical impulse gets sent down a wire mm-hmm. to some sort of amplification. Um, now, sometimes... 
that amplification might be a preamp in your active base if it's an right. active pickup. Yep. And that means the active, you know, active pickup has a different kind of, of style to how it's made. Right. Um, or it may just travel down your cable to your, you know, to your big amp stack. And that's right. where it gets amplified. Right. Uh, and that's what you hear. And yeah, that's that's pretty much all there is to it. It's literally just magnets and wire, magnets and wire. And the way right. that, that reacts is all going to be a function of how the pickup is made, all sorts of other, all sorts right. of other pieces. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's still, that's... That is, that's basically like conceptually, it, it's like the picture starts to happen. I think like beyond that, that's all. I can't, I can, my brain can't grasp anything yeah. further than that explanation. They're, and they're awesome. Yeah. <laughs> um, You know, there's, you know, we have different kinds of pickups too, right? Like, mm -hmm. you know, I think the, the base that you've got now is an active base, right? Like your- It is, yeah. It's your, the first time I've actually used- Your burrito base. Right. Um, little plug there, little plug little there plug. for, for Ailey Ding. Burrito. Great, great bass maker in here in town. Yep. Cha-ching. Um, but yeah, that's, that's an active bass. Yeah. Uh, some of my basses that I, you know, probably the ones that I play most often are, you know, I usually am using active. Right. And, you know, but then on the other hand, you've got like your standard precision or standard jazz basses or whatever. Those are passive. Yeah. Um, the difference being basically... You know, a passive bass mm -hmm. is, you know, a bass where no power is being supplied in the instrument itself. And an active setup, you are applying some power. And yeah. so what happens is if you have active pickups, um, you don't have to wind, like they don't need as much uh, as much electrical um, strength right. in that signal. Because you've got basically a small amplifier built in right. to the circuit, right? You power it with a battery or a couple batteries. Yep. So you can do it with like less copper wiring. On the 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 good point of the active base is that you can have fewer of those windings because the battery on the base is going to supply power right away. Right. You know, with only a short distance of wire between the pickup and your preamp circuit. Yeah. You know, it's going to get that impulse, you know, with, with you know, very little length of that it has to travel. The signal doesn't have to travel very long. And then immediately you can raise the level of that signal. And of course then you can do all sorts of nice things like EQ it on your, you know, on your base. Right. Right. So that's kind of yeah. nice. The uh the trade-off, of course, is that, you know, passive pickups, because of that extra copper wiring, mm -hmm. like, they have a much fuller tone. Like, you know, it'll be sparklier yep. on the, the high end, and it'll be boomier on the low end. Like, they're going to get much a much richer sound. Right. And, uh, you know, the, the trade-off being that they can sometimes pick up that interference, though. Yeah. Right? So that's the, that's the trade-off that you, that you make. And that's why yeah. all pickups aren't active, right? Right. Because, you know, there's a trade-off there. Yeah, I mean, and with any of these two, there's always, you know, there are tonality differences, you know, and any of these choices are really, they get very personal, yeah. right? Yeah. It's like what what you, like, I mean, for the longest time, I, I would never do anything active. I was kind of hard-headed yeah. about it. And now playing an active bass, it has, it has like a, like a passive um, bypass. Yeah, like a switch where you can defeat it and just use it in passive. Yeah, mode. which yeah. is great because you know what? When a battery goes on these bad boys, like 
the ship sinks fast. Yeah, yeah. You want to be able to you want to be able to defeat that and use the passive mode mm-hmm. right? just to kind of you know break through if if you have to just patch yourself to whenever the break is. Or, yeah. Um, and when you do that, you know, of course, what you're going to realize when you when you go to that passive mode, you're going to find that you know the sound of the bass really becomes a lot duller. Like, right. And and that's the trade off, right? Because right. When, then you're going to need to go to your amp and kind of. Mm-hmm. EQ it there. That's right. To get the most out of that sound. Yeah, yeah. I mean, what I like about the active is just uh, you touched on it. Is really just the 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 value of having you know an EQ right there on your bass. Yeah, it's yeah. very convenient. You know, and 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 if you really want to throw in some bottom, you know, some of these, you know, I, right. The one I I'm using a an Aguilar OC three. I mean, yeah. it takes like two nine volt batteries. Like I feel it's so it's super charged and yeah I, you know and it's really like i just have to turn the low just a little bit and all of a sudden you get a big bump it's huge yeah yeah, yeah. those are those are beefy preamps the Aguilars are really really well spoken of um this guy i know ted i don't mm-hmm. know if he's still listening to our audience ted gould uh goes by bliss he's a great bass player out in san diego mm-hmm. uh i know he is a big fan and i think an endorser of the Aguilar. Um, mm-hmm. gear. And I think he put Aguilar's in one of his, like he got a sire bass and right. You know, which are great volume bases, but he dropped Aguilar pickups and a preamp into right. it. And yeah. Oh, that thing sounds good. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. So yeah, the, you know, and there's other, there are other dimensions to what contributes to the sound other right. than just, is it active or is it passive? Right. Yep. Like, um, and, and it, like location of where the pickups are makes a big difference. Right. Like where, where do you, like when you're playing your bass, where do you tend to like rest your hand and play? Do you play like right. more towards the neck, towards the bridge? Like where do you usually end up playing? Yeah. I, 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 you know, I have to make sure that I say this. So if my other bandmates, like I play for the song, man. Right. Yeah. I play oh, where, yeah. Where, wherever the song is calling for, but <laughs> when I, if I just jump on a bass it's kind of sitting, you know, I, I think my hand kind of all, my right hand kind of falls right. I would say like closer to the neck, like in the middle, yeah. but closer to the neck. Yeah. Right. So you get kind, kind of, of like that more, fuller. Yeah. Like a bumpy kind mm-hmm. of boomy sort of, you know, big, rich bottom kind of sound. Yeah. And I feel like I, you know, I can control a lot there. Like I can make yeah. notes staccato. I can, I can mute it. You know, I have it. It's just a comfortable place for the hand to be. Yep. yep. For exactly. me. Exactly. How about you are you in the same spot um i you know i'll tell you i tend to play i'm kind of like right in the middle like right. i end up being about halfway between where the neck stops and where the bridge starts right. that's usually like it depends on the bass but that is a lot of times where right. i end up playing certain bases like i have an old like early 50s replica precision where mm-hmm. i'll play it more towards the neck just because of it's that bass yeah. because that's a comfortable place to play on that bass. Mm-hmm. But usually it's like right out in the middle for me. Yeah. You know, and the key being that, you know, when you play strings in those areas, the, the timbre of the string is going to be different. Right. And that same, that same, you know, that same effect is also what pickups here, right? Pickups are like, you know, they are kind of like ears in that, right. You know, when you play a, a string at a certain location, you're getting a certain style of overtone and Mm -hmm. and an overtone is, you know, it is essentially a vibration of sound, right? It's, and it's, it's basically vibrations or frequencies that build on other frequencies, right? These overtones. 
And you're going to get different qualities of those, you know, from playing in different areas. Like you play towards the neck. And like we said, like you get that nice, thick, round, boomy sound. Yeah. And by the same token, if you go down and play, you know, back by the bridge, you get, you know, kind of this, there's more of like a nasal kind of trebly right. tone that you get. And, you know, so where you put the pickups on the bass is going to change the kind of tone, right. like the very basic tone that they're going to pick up. Yeah. Because they're going to pick up those differences just like, you know, you know, just like the, like you would if you listened to the string, even if, you know, if you turn down your bass, like literally if you turn off your bass and amp and just put your ear over towards your, the body of your bass Mm -hmm. and play a string at different places, you're going to hear a different quality of tone. Right. So, you know, the, the pickups will, will pick up on that as well. Yeah. 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 Which is interesting too, because, you know, you look at like, uh, even certain basses have gone, like, I'm pretty sure like the, like the jazz bass, it started like, the earlier models, yeah. they actually had their pickups laid, like the you know standard layout. The pickups were kind of laid closer to the bridge, I think, right? Well, they went through a period, I think, where they did that in the seventies. In the seventies, so, yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, yeah, there's like, and those positions, you know, makers will like they experiment with positions on pickups to like right. get the exact right balance that they want. Yeah, um, yeah. We should we should probably talk about like you know different like the different pickups that we talked mm-hmm. about earlier, like people heard us talk about P's and J's and these other things. And you know, what does that all mean? I mean, it, it's pretty simple. Like when you hear people talk about a PJ's P bass or a J bass, I mean, they're really talking about, they're talking about the precision and the jazz, right? The two fender, like gold standards. Yeah. Um, but there are some other ones out there too, right? And people will talk about the P and what a lot of times what they mean is the P style pickup. Right. Right. Which the the precision pickup is basically a split coil. Mm -hmm. So instead of having just like one coil that goes across the whole pickup, you basically have two coils in two different pieces. One of them is for one, the lower strings, and one of them for the upper strings. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the fact that those are split and they're in different areas kind of contributes to the, you know, they're in different, you know, life-wise points on the string that contributes to the characteristic tone a bit, right? Yeah. Um, I saw a guy who had a, a, a reverse P pickup on huh. his bass where instead of having the, you know, the, the E and A, the lower right. string coil closer to the neck, his was the other way around. Wow. And it really changed the, it did change the characteristic of the bass. Like yeah. it was a little growlier and a little less boomy. It was really right. interesting. Huh. Um. So yeah, but you know, we talk about that as being the, the classic P pickup. The the mm. fact of the matter is that the the earliest precision bases, like the first P pickups, were a single coil. Right. Um, you know, from whatever, nineteen fifty one, which I think was the first yeah. precision base, to about I think nineteen fifty six, um, they had just a single coil. Mm-hmm. Um and I have a like I've got a, a fender replica base like that that has a uh, has a custom pickup yeah. from a guy named Lindy Fralin who's oh, here okay. in Virginia down in Richmond. Yep. And he makes pickups for telecasters, yeah. you know, strats, other kinds of guitars, but also basses. Yeah. And uh, he makes like, you know, all sorts of different bass pickups. And so this one has a custom wound pickup and it sounds great. Yeah. And it's one of those like uh in the single single coil but it's but the way he did it is he made it so it's kind of it looks like one but it's actually physically split 
and then reverse wound so it doesn't hum. Uh huh. You know what? Amazing. I, I was researching on uh, on his website, and I yeah. saw that. And yeah. I remember reading this. This was like a year ago. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, it really is amazing. So, yeah, you get and and uh, yeah, I mean all the all the the guys that you know you've heard of over the years, right? There, yeah. you know, you'll hear the precision pickup being put to work by. Yeah. You know, the biggies. Yeah. And I think it's good, like, just for, you know, for the listeners, if if you're just trying to figure out, like, really what's the difference, right? And, and it does come down to tonality. And, and I think that's why they kind of will refer to, like, certain, certain basis, you know, for either a period of time, like, work with certain, you know, certain style pickups. And that helps define the tone and the sound, right? So yeah. when we're looking at, you know, at those at the the P configuration, you know, I know like for me, you know, I'm thinking like, uh, you know, Chuck Rainey, right? Yep. Rocco. Yes. The early, uh, early boot. I don't know what boots he played like after the eighties with that, that star base, but, <laughs> um, but you know, when he was with, you know, with yeah. uh, the JBs, yeah, with James during Brown. During that time, and, like it was a precision, you played a precision bass. I mean, yeah. that was the bass. If you were playing funk or, R&B or anything like that, any, you know, any kind of the, you know, any of the popular music of the day, it was right. almost always a precision bass. Yeah. Yeah. And so, I mean, and then, you know, so many others, right? Yeah. Like Jamerson yeah. and all them. Yeah. And, and you'll still, you'll still hear them like, you know, in modern music all the time. Like, uh, like here's a, you know, people probably know like Death Cab for Cutie. Right. Right. Uh, you know, go listen to pretty much, you know, any of their recorded cuts where the, the bass sticks out. Um, and you're yep. hearing a, you're hearing a precision most yep. likely. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then, you know, of course there's the jazz, right? The jazz bass was, you know, kind of the successor was for, you know, a different style of music. People were looking for a different kind of timbre. Mm-hmm. And so in a jazz setup is basically two single coil pickups, you know, go all the way across. One is closer to the neck and one is closer to the body, right? So they look like these two bars, right. parallel bars, um, and so you got the one that's close to the neck and it's going to pick up more of that, you know, again, more of the, the body, more of the thumb. Right. And then you got the one that's closer to the bridge that kind of gets you more of the twang, that kind of nasally t- tone. Right. But then when you put them together, you add them together and it gives you this amazing like growly, like you get this growly sound. Right. That you just, you know, you can't get with a, you just can't get it with a precision bass the same way. Right. It's a definitely a very different tone. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is where, you know, and that tone can change too, depending on where those two pickups, where, where each of those two pickups sits. And you talked earlier yeah. about the, you know, the difference that happened in the seventies. So, you know, Fender in the seventies kind of moved the spacing for those pickups around right. so that the, the bridge pickup especially ended up closer to the bridge. Right. And that gives it a certain, like, it gives it a certain, like a, almost like a more aggressive growl. Right. Because it's almost like even more nasal and twang right. down yeah. there. It's on that tighter side. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so like, you, you know, you can get an, like bases with that kind of spacing have like, for, for instance, having an, a, an incredible slap sound. Right. Right. Like you hear Marcus Miller, yep. right. Probably, you know, the, the king of, yeah of playing slap type funk bass and his, his bass, right. Like his famous bass even though it's been you know it's been worked on by some other people and it's got this special mm-hmm. preeminent and stuff but it started with a 1977 jazz right you know where that spacing 
was such that, you know, it has that really kind of aggressive growly. Yeah. You, know, you could get the slaps, the slaps and pops come out really, you know, yep. twangy. Um, and that's yeah. kind of his characteristic sound, but there are other guys who played jazz, right? Like, yeah. Who are some of the, some of the grades? I mean, there's definitely, you know, you've got Jocko's out there, right? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. John Paul Jones. Yeah. Right. Um, Oh, a cool one that I that I was thinking about too. That's sort of a different style, but uh, the Family Man, uh, Aston from um, Bob Marley. Yeah, right. Like all those classic bass lines that are. Yeah, he's you know he was just playing a jazz bass, which it's interesting to see. Like, oh, you know, you can get that sound. Yeah, out of it also. Yeah, you'll see there there are a bunch of reggae guys, and what they'll do is like they'll basically take the back pickup like all the way out of it sometimes. Right, and just playing the front, and then they'll even scoop out some of the highs, so you get that like kind of right. subby, totally that really low wobble kind of yeah. sound, which is you know incredible. Right. Yeah, and then you've got like the progressive rock guys like Getty Lee. You know, mm-hmm. that he's known right for, for his like he's got a whole probably closet full of jazz basses yeah um you know and you know i i saw rush on tour i guess a few years ago and he probably played like four or five different jazz basses i think right you know that that one night yeah um yeah and you'll hear that as well you know again in in new kinds of music you'll hear uh bands that are playing like if it's like modern progressive or modern rock or something like that you'll hear play you know you'll hear the jazz bass tone because you know, uh, whether it's with fingers or a pick, mm-hmm. it has this kind of brighter, more, I don't know, more aggressive mm-hmm. sound to it. Yeah. And again, like you don't, like you, you, the the precision, it's not that the precision can't have an aggressive sound, but it's a different kind of quality. I'd say the jazz is a little more scoopy right. sounding. Yes. Yeah. Right. And uh, like there are a couple, uh, you know, we were talking about, um, some different bands before we started recording and like, you know, the deer hunter, I was Mm -hmm. watching them recording an album and you know, the bass player was playing, you know, he's playing with a pick, but he's playing a jazz bass and you can definitely like it, it popped out with that sound. Yeah. Uh, Bass player for the killers. Yeah. Uh, He plays, in fact, he plays a bunch of the Getty Lee signature basses. Right. Like not, not the, not the like $2,000 American one. Like he has like a, a closet full of like the $700 uh, Japanese ones. Right, 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 right. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> because they're consistent apparently. So <laughs> I was reading an interview yeah. with him and he was talking about that. You can, and you can huh. hear that on their, on their, uh, on their albums too. You can hear that, that jazz sound. Right. Yeah. So another, you know, another configuration is the music man mm-hmm. pickup, which is sort of that big fat pickup. Um, and it's a, it's a dual coil, but they're kind of like, they're two coils kind of stuck together as opposed to the the split coil like a P does. Mm-hmm. These both go all the way across, but they're kind of sandwiched together. So it's a fat looking pickup and it sits down towards the bridge. Now they, they make some other styles like you can yeah. get uh music man bases. Like nowadays you can get the stingrays with all sorts of different configurations. Like yeah. maybe you'll have two of those big humbucking right. pickups or you might have a single and then a humbucking uh, and then a, a humbucking dual in the, right. in, the, in the back but the the classic style is you know this one big fat dual coil pickup and like I have a Stingray mm-hmm. 5 and the way it's designed is that you have a switch there's a three-way switch and it basically switches whether the the pickup is running are the dual coils run in series are they run in parallel 
or are or is it mm. run in single coil mode where you basically turn off one of the coils? Right. And it's huh. and so it has like these three very different sounds. And even though it, that that pickup sits back towards the the back of the bass, it has a pretty good low end on it. Now, of course, it's also an act. You know, those are also active bases. So right. You know, that's how they. I think they counter it. You have that. You know, the low knob and yep. you bring that up and it's like you know brings yeah. all the boom. There it is. Yeah. Right. And those are different. You know, one thing to point out is like the Sterlings and the subs and the other kinds that like look like Music Man basses, but they're not quite, they're not the same as the Stingray. Those are wired differently. So, you know, if you're interested in how those pickups change, you probably want to look at like the manufacturer right. to see how those work. Yeah. But, you know, then there are people who play these, right? The Music right. Man basses. Yeah. You've, I mean, I think the one, one of the bigger, the earlier users was, uh, you know, uh, Lewis Johnson, yeah. right. Of the Johnson brothers. Yeah. Yep. And he, uh, and he was, uh, he was a bassist in, um, Michael Jackson off, off the wall. I That's think, right. right? Yep. Or maybe thriller. Um, yeah. Randy Jackson and you know, yep. Pino, Pino early eighties. Yeah. Cause he was he playing the a fretless. fretless. Yeah. Fretless music man. That's right. Like that was his, Yeah, you still see him playing that right. uh, quite a bit nowadays. Yeah. Um, I just saw him the other night on some European video and, and uh, it was just like a small combo that he was in. He was playing his, yeah. his fretless music man. I, I've always wanted one of those. Yeah. Oh, totally. That's what was list. What was that song that was a big hit when we were kids? The, uh, <sighs> yes. Was it, um, I can't even remember. I'll you, get it wrong. I know, and, and I was thinking about this song earlier today. Was because Every it, Time it, You Walk Away? Yeah. Every Time You Walk Away. away. Right. Dun, dun. That was him, right? Yeah, that was him. Oh, uh, yeah. That bass line. God, it was good. I mean, he did so much good stuff. It's right. not just that. No, one no, thing, yeah, yeah, but. yeah. But that one is that that one is like one of those like eighty songs yeah. where there's a fretless bass that's so upfront, yeah, like right out there on a pop station yeah. and killing it where it belongs, right, right where it belongs. Yeah, yeah. And, but you know, I think it, and if you've you know if you haven't at least tried out you know a Music Man pickup style, just do yourself the favor. You got to. It, it is, it's definitely something completely different. Like it's, you know, because we're sometimes trapped, you know, for me, at least I was always sort of in that PJ world yeah. and just to try something different is like, oh, all of a sudden that kind of, it, it, it left a mark on like bases that I, I really need in my collection yeah. because just because of that. Cause the tonality is like, you can't get it out of the P or the J. No, that's right. It really has its own characteristic sound and, mm-hmm. you know, and several flavors to it because of the way the switching works. So. Right. And you can't really ape it with anything else. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, and there there are other manufacturers out there, right, making lots yep. of options. And there are other bases that have their characteristic sounds, right, like the Rickenbacker, which, mm-hmm. you know, is another, you know, kind of two-pickup configuration. There are yep. a ton of bases out there, obviously, that have their own take on how their pickups work. Like some of them put them in a slant or they might put one at a slant and the other one not. Right. There are so many ways that this can be done. There are some that use like two big fat humbuggers. I've seen bases with like three big fat humbuggers right. in them. It's the sky's the limit, right? Yeah. I mean, it's whatever the makers want to do. Yeah. And, you know, everything boils down to there's just a lot of options out there. The size and the weight of the pole pieces that stick yeah. up from the coil, you know, to pick up the vibration of your strings. There's the amount of windings of of copper wire in there, the material that they use for the magnets. Mm-hmm. There's just, there are a ton of options where you put them on the base, you know, there, and then there's tons of makers who, you know, make 
pickups that you can drop into your base, like Seymour Duncan or Nordstrand or Aguilar or Bartolini or any of these. Yeah. Right? Like there's, there are dozens and dozens of makers of great pickups. Yeah. And there's also like these boutique makers that yeah. are in, mo- I would say, you know, pretty, you know, if, if you're in a, if you're in a, a city or near a city, there's usually at least one person that's making yeah. a lot of like reissue stuff like you were talking earlier. Um, and some of these guys have great reputations and they really yep. nail it. They've been right. in the business for like 30 or 40 years and they're just, yeah. you know, genius. Yeah. Like, you know, not to name drop again, but again, Lindy Fralin down right. in, uh, down in Richmond near where we live has an amazing reputation. Yeah. I have, I have two bases with his pickups in them. My, my, the other one is mm-hmm. that, uh, the Lakeland, uh, Daryl Jones five that I have mm-hmm. has got Lindy Fralin pickups in it. And then I put a John East preamp in it and it is Phenom- definitely, I think my my favorite bass to play. Like, I, I named the other bass for right. Desert Island bass just because it could cover all the different kinds right. of sounds. But this bass, as far as the one that I love playing and I love the sound of the most, like yeah. for what it does as a jazz bass, that's the one for me. Yeah, and and those those Lindy Fraylin pickups just they just take it to the next level. It's, right, it's amazing. Yeah, yeah, and you know, there's you know there's there's other aspects I guess that you know, that you can yeah, I always, you know, touch what, on with, with pickups as well. Yeah, one of the things that kind of would throw me uh, years ago is really like trying to figure out like what those like, the the ones that are just like uh, kind of like, so, I, they're called like soap boxes or whatever. Soap bars. Soap yeah, bars, yeah. right? They're like the active it's, pickups that are, they're kind of a little bit fatter. And, mm-hmm. yeah. The Bartolinis are like those. Yeah. And, then, and then they have them in all the different shapes. And you yeah. always wonder like, is it just like these? They're basically just coverings, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's, and, and basically because of the way that the active pickups work, like you don't need to have like big pole pieces sticking up necessarily to get the same sound. So it was like kind of a covering them over for cosmetics because the magnet is still there, right? The magnet is still there. The the sensing pieces are still there. It's just, it's covered up by a material, but the magnetic field is still there. So they still work the same. Right. right? And I imagine it's probably, there's got to be something in the design so like there's no like grease getting in there or it's not exposed <laughs> anymore. It's like yeah. literally covered, well, right? Well, and also you don't end up like, you don't end up, if you play really hard, you don't tap the right. string against the magnet, which gives you like this nice huge clang or yeah. clack or whatever. Oh, that'll yeah. happen. Yeah. yeah. And that's, yeah, that's not the only noise issue, right? Like mm-hmm. we talked about all these different kinds of pickups when you have, you know, single coil pickups, they can get noisy. And yeah. so people will go to great lengths to, you know, buy pickups that are wound specific ways what they call humbucking which basically right. means like you've got you you have a, a pair of coils that are wound in revert or like the polarity is reversed from each other right and so basically it cancels out that interference and you get right. a you know very noiseless style pickup you sacrifice a little of the fidelity especially on the high end for that but again mm-hmm. the what you get in return is like this big full sound with with no noise. Like, you know, lights don't make your bass buzz or something. Yeah, and especially computers. And if anyone's ever had a head, like if you're doing some home recording and you've got a headset on and you're near yeah. a computer with like, a you know, a jazz bass or yeah. whatever, and you can just turn toward the monitor and all of a sudden you get this huge like, yep. Yep. It's, that's the one. That's exactly. Yeah. (laughs) I've had to record like facing like away from the band. Right. Just to avoid it. I'm like, this is crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, and that is basically the, you know, the price you pay for that, you know, for that, for that fidelity. 
but it's a price we're happy to pay. Yes. For that sound. I'll take another. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Can I have another? <laughs> awesome. Well, that's as good a place to stop as any. Um, we hope you have enjoyed listening to the information that we presented here about pickups. And we'd, you know, we'd be happy to entertain your questions. If you've got some information to pass on uh, about pickups, you know, pickups that you really like, pickups that you've you know, experimented with, different kind of configurations or you know, manufacturers whose work you dig, you know, definitely let us know. One of the best ways to do that is come by the Practical Base community on Facebook. Uh, we have a group there that you can easily join. And it'll put you in contact, not just with us, but also our our community of listeners. We'd love to keep this dialogue going uh, amongst all the people who are out there who are are working in whatever way, shape, or form as bass players. That's really what this is all about, right? We want to help elevate your gigs and your gear, whatever level you're working at, uh, get you to to that next level. So come engage us in those groups. You can also email me and Dave at podcast at practicalbase.com or leave us feedback at the practicalbase.com website. You can also find us on Google Plus, on Instagram, and on Twitter. And uh, really what we hope you guys will do is, is uh, you know get involved in these discussions. Let us know what you think. Let us know if there are topics that you'd like us to talk about in, in a future show. And we'd also like you to share this podcast with your friends, with your your colleagues, with other musicians, right? It's not hopefully some of the information that we present here, not just for bass players, but other musicians as well. And we encourage everybody to, to join in here, join in the fun. And uh, one of the ways that we can you know, build a better community is by you sharing this with the other musicians that you think would appreciate it. And uh, subscribing is really easy. So if you share it, let people know it's, it's easy to subscribe. All you have to do is... If you have an iPhone, go to your podcasts app. If you have an Android device of any kind, use Google Play Music. Uh, you can use iTunes on your Mac computer or Stitcher Radio on any platform. Search for Practical Bass, and you'll see our friendly black and white logo. Hit the subscribe button or link, and you're going to get a fresh episode of Practical Bass that is going to be delivered to you fresh every week uh, with whatever topic is uh, is hot that week. And uh, yeah, we hope that you will tune in and, and keep listening and, and let us know what you like and don't like. We're, uh, we're looking forward to hearing from you. And so until next time, I'm Paul Freels. I'm Dave Guzman. And this has been Practical Base. Thanks for listening. And because that's who I always think about when I think about like mugging, I always think of like, you know, some like 1940s, like group of gangsters. Hey, boys. Yeah. We're going to do a, (laughs) we're going to do a, an in and out kind of job. You come out like the Jets. They're like, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) How's about, how's about we get a little piece of that action? (laughs) 